What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. Monday, December 28th. We are officially in AutoZone Liberty Bowl week, baby. West Virginia Mountaineers will take on the Army Black Knights in an exciting college football matchup at the Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium in the 62nd annual AutoZone Liberty Bowl. I'm your founder and your podcast host, Mitch Davis. You can follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. Like the Facebook page and the Instagram page by simply typing in The Mitch Davis Show. Then also head on over to themitchdavisshow.com for all your in-depth look inside the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Or you can also... Check out the podcast wherever you like to listen to your podcast, whether that's on YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Music, anywhere else you like to listen to your podcast. You can simply find that by typing in The Mitch Davis Show. On today's podcast, I'm going to be joined by the Director of Athletic Content and Writer for WVUSports.com, Mr. John Antonic. He joins me today to talk all things West Virginia Football and including a very, very exciting, awesome preview of the matchup with the Army Black Knights. I know you'll enjoy it. Tell you what, this bowl week, this this is such an exciting time in college football season. I tell you, you know, when you when you look at the college football season as a whole and you get to bowl week and you especially in this year with COVID and cancellations and postponements, we saw the cancellation of the Music City Bowl. You get to this point where we finally have bowl week and we actually have a bowl week here in Memphis, Tennessee with the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. You're excited. But then not to mention you got an exciting matchup between West Virginia and Army. So I'm really appreciative of John and Tonic for coming on the podcast today to talk all things West Virginia football and they give a really fun and awesome inform- informational uh, preview of the matchup with the Army Black Knights. I'm your host Mitch Davis. You can follow me on Twitter Mitch Davis underscore eight. Like the Facebook and Instagram page by simply typing in The Mitch Davis Show. Uh, go to the website at TheMitchDavisShow.com and also you can find the podcast wherever you like to listen to your podcast by simply typing in the Mitch Davis Show dot com. I am joined now by John and Antonic, right? Antonic? Yeah, you got it. Okay, there we go. I uh, welcome to the Mitch Davis Show and welcome to the 62nd annual AutoZone Liberty Bowl to West Virginia and welcome to Memphis. Appreciate it. Yeah, I was there in 2014 when West Virginia played Texas AM. Very familiar with Memphis. Uh, was looking forward to getting some barbecue, and uh, and I know we've got some people in our group that, that are Elvis fans, and so they've toured Graceland. I didn't get a chance to go, so I'm disappointed I'm not going to be there this year uh, to get to take in some of these things, these local things. And you are the director of athletic content for WVU Sports, and I, I'm so excited to talk to you about this Mountaineer team. Starting off, what do you expect? Just an early look at this game against Army. What do you expect out of this matchup? I think it's a contrast in styles, and I think it's a really interesting game because of the contrasting styles. You know, West Virginia played uh, in 2015 against Georgia Southern. That's the last time they played an option team. They had an entire preseason to get ready for it. This game, uh, it was another coaching staff. Uh, This staff here that's getting ready for this game has got 10 days uh, to try to simulate and get prepared uh, to face a, a unique offense that really only a few teams in the country run. So 
getting the guys uh, uh, lined up, uh, getting them uh, prepared to, to, to defend such a unique system, I think makes it such an interesting game. Now, West Virginia had a player on the defensive side opt out. Talk about losing fields and, and how big of a gap that's going to be. That's a big loss because he was the top tackler. Uh, he was the guy really at linebacker that a lot of the, a lot of the uh, running plays were funneled to him, and he was an excellent, outstanding uh, open field tackler. So uh, they're going to have to try to, uh, to make up uh, that area. Um, Fields benefited because West Virginia up front was excellent with the Stills brothers. Um, Akeem Mesador, a true freshman, really came on this year, gave them a, a, a lot of uh, pass pressure uh, as a young player. Um, so Fields was able to, uh, to roam free back there, didn't have a lot of blockers on him. Now uh, that, uh, that, that's going to change with Tony Fields not playing in the game. And I think you're probably looking at Dylan Tonkery back there at linebacker. He started the season at linebacker in the first game, and then Fields took over after that and played all the rest of the games. And, of course, Fields was a graduate transfer from Arizona, and he's opted out to, to get ready for the NFL draft. In your opinion, what does West Virginia's defense have to do to contain this Army triple option? Well, I think, first of all, they're going to have to get penetration. I think they're going to have to split those gaps and get in the backfield and try to disrupt them a little bit. It's, it's, kind, of, um, it's kind of one of those deals where if you look at West Virginia, their defense has is, is been built to, to defend Big 12 offenses. So you've got long, lean corners. You've got safeties that, uh, that uh, are, are more geared towards um, defending the passing game, the downfield passing game. And here you've got a team that's going to try to grind it out and go three to four yards a pop and try to make it uh, third and short and, and even fourth and short. Fourth and short is just as um, uh, advantageous to them as third and short. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how West Virginia is able to, to, to match that and to be able to get them off the field on third down. When you look at the matchup overall for the defensive side, do you think West Virginia has the capabilities of stopping it despite losing fields? I do. I think I think so. I think there's enough talent up front. Uh, I think particularly with, with Darius Stills, who has NFL aspirations, his brother Dante, who is a tremendous talent. Uh, he was uh, one of the, the most highly recruited players out of the state a couple years ago, and uh, he's got a lot of ability. Those two guys right there um, – are, are outstanding players up front. You've got Jeffrey Pooler, who's played uh, a number of years in the program, is a very experienced player. So there's some guys up there. It's going to be a matter of, 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 of defeating blocks, getting in the backfield, and, and trying to get Army off schedule. Now, jumping over to the offensive side of the ball, what do you expect out of West Virginia to counter what Neil Brown called was a tough and nasty uh, Army team? How do you expect them to counter that Army defense? One of the best would, in the country. Yeah, I think they're going to have to throw the ball down the field. I was looking at some of the games that, that Army, <laughs> two games that Army lost, Cincinnati and Tulane. They were able to hit some downfield passes. So I think that's going to have to be part of it. I'm not, West Virginia has a much better running game than it did last year. When Neil Brown got to West Virginia, I would argue that he inherited um, maybe one of the, the, the weakest <laughs> rosters of any coach going well back into the history. And, you know, when Don Nealon took over in 1980, he was left a pretty good team, got some success early. When Rich Rodriguez uh, followed Don Nealon in the early 2000s, Don Nealon left the table, uh, the cover pretty full. 
Same thing with Bill Stewart when Rich Rod left for, for Michigan. When Dana Holgerson left, Neil had to basically rebuild, particularly on the offensive line. And so he's only really 18, 19 months into that rebuilding job. Last year, West Virginia struggled mightily to run the football. Um, one of the worst rushing offenses a West Virginia team had had going back to the 19, late 1960s. So this year, was a, uh, there was an emphasis on running the ball. They've run the ball better. Letty Brown is, is, is closing in on 1,000 yards. Uh, so there is a, a very good runner, particularly after contact. But I think in this game, West Virginia is going to have to figure out a way to get the ball down the field and, and try to, to beat uh, Army down the field. Now, I've got to, I've got to flip the script a little bit and talk about special teams. And talk about the special teams. And do you think they'll have to play a big uh, factor in this game against Army? I do. And if you look, uh, Army's blocked seven kicks. Um, so that's something that Neil Brown – Neil always leads his press conferences off with special teams. Um, you know, it's, that's an area that he really focuses on. And West Virginia's special teams, for the most part this year, have been pretty solid, uh, particularly uh, kickoff coverage, uh, punt coverage. But special teams, I do think, could play a role in this game, particularly if it's a tight game, comes down, and, uh, and you're maybe looking at a field goal. Army, again, Army's blocked seven. I think there were uh, two PATs, two field goals, and, and three punts. So that's, that's, that's an indication of how hard Army plays and how they're going to play a full 60-minute football game. Now, talking about the West Virginia culture, because yesterday on the press conferences, the coaches were culture, culture, especially uh, Jared Parker, his offensive coordinator. Talk around, talk about that culture of West Virginia football, because on the outside looking at it, it is, looks like it's a completely new program from what it was in their day in their home. So. It, it is, and they've got a motto. They, they uh, It's called uh, the climb. You know, that's, that's their uh, motto. And it's, it's a incremental piece by piece, step by step. And uh, West Virginia did make some positive uh, strides in year two compared to year one. Uh, the records are a little, almost the same. They were five and seven the first year. This year they were five and four. Um, and I think that, but, but if you look internally, if you look um, uh, particularly uh, in certain areas, uh, they've come a long way. And you can see it and people here uh, involved with the program can sense and can feel that building and that growing. And Neil just came off an outstanding early signing period. Uh, he's had uh, two really good recruiting classes. Uh, he's locked up the best kids in the state the last couple of years, which um, the prior staff was unable to do. And some of the kids that had left the state and gone to different places have now transferred back. So Neil is building something here, um, and uh, I think people that are that are tied with the program or closely associated with the program can really sense that. I've got a couple more questions for you, and this next question is about the bowl week prep in, in general. Talk about how that transition from playing Tennessee and knowing you're going to play Tennessee to playing Army, what have they done differently in that bowl prep with the change of opponent? Well, obviously, uh, a lot different because the opponents are are completely different. You know, I I was joking on the uh, the press conference yesterday uh, with Jordan Leslie and Jamal Dyer on the defense. I said when they switched opponents and they went from Tennessee to Army, first people I thought of were you two because uh, you're going from you're going from one thing to a complete extreme uh, to another. 
Uh, with Tennessee, uh, a lot of what Tennessee does is the things that they see each week in the Big 12. So it's basically just going over the things that, that you may have done to, to stop Kansas State or, or Texas Tech or Texas or whoever you're playing. With Army, it is a completely different uh, beast. And, you know, and like they said yesterday, um, they're not sure they can completely simulate this. I mean, they're not going to go live, so they're not going to have guys on people's knees and ankles uh, blocking, which is how Army blocks, um, you know, low to the ground. They're not going to do any of that stuff. Basically, what they're going to do is go through uh, what formations they have, uh, what shifting they do, what motions they do, try to make sure all the gaps are covered, all the responsibilities are covered, and then, and then let it go. And as Neil mentioned in the press conference yesterday, it may take a couple series or two for them to get adjusted to what Army's doing uh, offensively, West Virginia's defense uh, defending that. So uh, it's going to be interesting, particularly those first couple drives to see how West Virginia handles that, how they tackle them, and, and how they can get off the field. With the bowl week and the Autos and Liberty Bowl that usually does a great job at a lot of bowl week festivities, uh, but with COVID, uh, West Virginia's coming in on the 30th and then leaving right after the game on the 31st. Have you heard of anything of when they get to Memphis, if they're going to do anything virtually, maybe with St. Jude or uh, anything of that nature? I have not, and I would imagine some of that's going to be up to the bowl folks. You know, th- it's such a condensed time frame, you know, too. You normally, like you said, you go down for a week. Um, there, there are all these activities that are built in, and, of course, um, it's it's – not just the game, but it's the community that's involved. Um, the, the, the players get an opportunity to go out and visit different places and, and, and tour the city and do fun type things. Um, I know uh, in the past, there's always these, these fun bowl events. And of course, you mentioned the hospital. That's always a great opportunity to, to, um, to promote all the great things that, that's done at the hospital. I just don't know if there's enough time for that to happen. And I know in the meantime, uh, the coaches here have done a few things a little differently to try to give the players a bowl experience. They took the team up to Wisp, a a local ski resort um, right across the border in Maryland, had them um, do have a fun day of activities earlier this week. We had a, a pretty big snowstorm over Christmas, so they had an opportunity to do that. I just don't think there's going to be enough time uh, when they get down there to be able to to do the normal types of things that um, that you do during a bowl game. And, you know, too, right now, when you look at um, the, the, the bowls in general, how many of them now have canceled either because teams are not enough teams to play. Teams have had COVID issues. I just saw the Music City Bowl. Uh, is, is canceled because uh, of COVID issues in Missouri. So uh, kudos to the Liberty Bowl for having a, a bowl game just to get through this year to get back to hopefully uh, something more normal next year. Now, the last question I have for you is, what is the three keys to the game for a West Virginia victory? Three keys to the game for a West Virginia victory. Obviously, they're going to have to stop the running game. I mean, they're going to have to be able to get off the field on third and short. I think that's going to be paramount. I think, too, another key is West Virginia maximizing its offensive possessions. Army is going to possess the ball. If you look at the the Air Force game, they had almost a 15-minute advantage in time of possession. So their deal is they're going to try to possess the ball, shorten the game, run the clock, reduce the amount of offensive possessions that their defense has to defend. So when West Virginia has the ball, 
they have to be able to do something with it and get points, not have three and outs or, or kick the ball back. And another important point that offensive coordinator Jared Parker mentioned yesterday is that the guys are going to have to be ready to go once they get out on the field. It could be a situation where Army gets the ball and they go on a seven or eight minute drive and their guys are standing there on the sideline. Well, when they get back out on the field, he likened it to like a basketball player, you know, getting on the bench in foul trouble or something and having to come in and, and take a shot right away. West Virginia is going to have to have that mentality when they, when their offensive players get on the field, they're going to be ready to go. So I think those things. And then of course, the last thing, the last key I think would be special teams, uh, particularly um, uh, army's ability to block kicks um, West Virginia's punting has been, I guess, so-so this year. Neil hasn't always been happy about it. Not necessarily getting off punts, but getting um, the distance that he wants or the positioning that he wants in the kicking game. So in, in a game like this, which, um, you know, when you've got two contrasting styles and you don't know how um, it's all going to work out, maybe it comes down to a kick or something at the end. And, you know, those things all, you know, kind of um, – come together when you uh, when you play a game that could be a close, hard-fought game. He is John and Tonic. Tell them where they can follow you on Twitter and find all of your amazing work. Well, on Twitter, my name, J-O-H-N-A-N-T-O-N-I-K. I cover Mountaineer football. I'm, I'm also, I guess, the, the, the historian for the, the department. Um, also, I write for our website, wvusports.com, and um, – be covering the game on Thursday. Looking forward to it. Hey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You have been listening to The Mitch Davis Show. I've been your host and your founder, Mitch Davis. You can follow me on Twitter, MitchDavis underscore eight. Like and follow the Instagram page and the Facebook page, The Mitch Davis Show. Also, head on over to the fa- or the website at TheMitchDavisShow.com. You can find the podcast wherever you like to listen to your podcast as well. A very special thank you to John and Tonic for coming on the podcast today to talk all things West Virginia football ahead of the 62nd annual AutoZone Liberty Bowl game between Army and West Virginia.